In scripture, Jesus tells us that he is the vine and we are the branches. In today's culture, what does this look like? Join two friends, Darby and Jessica, as they discuss the call to action in this verse to abide in Christ, while navigating the issues surrounding Christianity today. But because we try to be like Jesus, when we're not like Jesus, other people that are not Christians and even other Christians love to point at us and be like, see, look, you're not like Jesus. You say you're a Christian and look at what you're doing and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like they love oh, to yeah. get that thing you're oh. going and they're either on their righteous or, um, or very proud of it, unrighteous soapbox saying you did this and that and that and see, see your life isn't so good. Like you talking about Jesus and stuff. You're, you're just a sinner like the rest of us. And yes, we are, we're all sinners. The difference is we have hope in Jesus and you don't, we have, eternity. <laughs> <laughs> we have eternity in heaven and you don't. And that <laughs> is the only difference really when it comes down to it, that's the only difference. So, so I would encourage you, it's much better to live with hope in Jesus than it is to not. Um, anyway, but, but at the end of all of that, um, at the end of being hated and ridiculed and, um, and constantly have a magnifying glass on your life, it is joy. Um, or even through that, not at the end of that, but even through that, like it's joy, it's delight. It's, there's nothing as satisfying as it. So it's just so, um, I mean, you would think like, man, why are people putting themselves through that? (laughs) I don't want to get on that train. Um, But we do, because it's just as Jeremiah says, like they were, it's my joy and my heart's delight. And when you get a taste of that, you don't want anything else. Nothing else satisfies. Um, So it's worth it. And you were talking earlier about how God is our fortress. And I'm kind of jumping off to a different different topic here, but I want I had a verse for that and I just wanted to read it. Um, okay. It's, oh, it's short and sweet. Oh Lord, my strength and my fortress. Cause you, you said fortress and that's exactly what the Bible calls it. Oh Lord, my strength and my mm-hmm. fortress, my refuge in time of distress. Jeremiah 16 verse 19. Um, that is, I mean, plain and simple. He's our fortress, our refuge. It's, how wonderful to have something like that rather than have to look at our inner self or, you know, whatever, um, to get peace. It's so nice to know like God's right there. He's a big God, bigger than anything else, um, stronger than anything else. And he is there as our fortress to run to and hide in, to, to be filled back up, to renew our strength, our peace, um, our confidence. Wow. Like what a, what a gift, how, how hope hope instilling that is. Um, also in Jeremiah 17 verse seven through eight, it says, and I sent this one to you, but blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. And I Mm -hmm. think that's great, you know, that we can walk in confidence in the Lord. Um, but it goes on to say, we will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. 
And I just want to stop there for a minute because it doesn't say if heat comes, it says when (laughs) heat comes. (laughs) That's a good point. It's going to come. Um, Again, this world is sinful. So heat, heat is going to come. It's leaves are always green. It's leaves are always green. That's a good reminder too. Like you're not going to wither and die. It's leaves are always green. The man who trusts in the Lord. Um, It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Um, Like I, I, you just read that. I mean, it's God's word and it's living and and breathing. And so um, I feel like, or not, I don't feel, I know that just even speaking and reading his word gives you peace. You don't have to analyze it or, or um, read between the lines to, to get peace from it. But, oh man, like how settling is that? Yes. So true. Just to know. It really is. It is. Yeah. Just to know, okay, God, these are your promises and I can stand on them. When I'm starting to get like wound up and anxious and, you know, oh my goodness, like, what are we going to do? Are we going to make it through this? What's the end times going to be like? What's going to be like for me? Am I going to suffer? You know, um, mm-hmm. are my loved ones going to suffer? All of these things just come back to, it does not fear when he comes or he does not fear when he comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. It's just yeah, like, okay, all right that's your promise. I'm going to stand on that. I'm going to keep speaking it to my spirit and remind myself of it. And I'm going to walk confidently because I know that you, you, the God that said this is in control. That's so true. Yeah. It's like, um, one verse that I took down for this that I really loved, um, is in the Psalms 46 verses one through two. And it's God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we Mm -hmm. will not fear when earthquakes come and mountains crumble into the sea. Mm -hmm. If that's not a metaphor for the kind of days that we live in, you know, Mm -hmm. we have a plague. We have um, children being children being trafficked all over the world. Like there are a lot of things that we could fear right now, but we still have to trust that God is the refuge in Mm -hmm. all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, it says when. When earthquakes come, I mean, yep. it, it's, it shouldn't be like, oh, Lord, why are these things happening? They're happening because there's sin in the world. And this is, this is um, a consequence of it. This is kind of the fallout yep. from, from it, um, from having inviting sin into the world. Um, and so these things are going to happen. But we have hope. We have security in God. He is our fortress, our strong tower, our refuge, our strength, our confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and it doesn't just say like, "Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna just squeak by." <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people think that. Oh, I'm safe. You know, I'm gonna squeak by. Um, no, like, you don't have to fear. You have no worries. You're going to be green, and you're gonna bear fruit. Like that's. Look at your look at your plants. Are are when you grow a plant, like do you hope for it to just be um to just barely make it, you know, this like withered little vine <laughs> just, <laughs> just making it through life barely, um, with yellow leaves and a little crunchy on the ends. No, like you want a hearty 
strong, thriving vine that is green and lush and bears good fruit, that is thriving. That is not just making it through. Um, yeah. So God's God's promise is that we're going to thrive. So hold true to it. Hold strong to it. Remind yourself of it. Um, so that we don't, we're not living in this state of, of um, fear and anxiety and stress. That's not good for anybody. And it's not biblical. Yes, that is so true. And it's, and the, okay. And I'm hopefully I don't sound like such a little turd when I go off on this little rant, but um, I have been really frustrated seeing how the Christians in this country have been, you know, operating on such a level of fear when there are Christians outside of this country who are really being persecuted, really being persecuted. Like, um, I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I think you did. Um, but I shared that, you know, China has Christians in, in internment camps and, you know, you, yeah. Yeah. And that picture was of a soldier in China that had a Christian pastor, Mm -hmm. um, tied to a chair and his face was black and blue. And meanwhile, we're complaining when we go outside if somebody doesn't have their mask on or mm-hmm. if they're like a little closer to us than six feet. And it's just to me, and it's like, I get that when the rest of the world is doing that. But as believers, we need to, we are called to adhere to a different way of being. We're supposed to have the mind of Christ. And mm-hmm. that's not the mind of Christ. That's complaining about, I mean, it's like, how can you even look at that as something to be upset about when, your brothers and sisters, your literal eternal brothers and sisters, the world over are really suffering and they need help and they need us. We are entitled in this country. This country has been blessed repeatedly and undeservedly by God. And so we can be people that go out there and help our downtrodden others, like Mm -hmm. the ones that need us. And instead Mm -hmm. we're choosing to live in this spirit of fear, hide up in our homes and mm-hmm. not reach out to those that are in need. And that is the frustrating thing. Like I see that and it just makes me so incensed. Like I couldn't, it, it's really hard to live with sometimes, especially if, you know, and I have friends and I love them and they're Christians, and, but there are a couple of them that are just like refusing to have anything to do outside of their own home right now. And it's like, there's still people out there that need things. You know, mm-hmm. there are people right now that are quarantined with their abusers there yeah. are, I mean, there are things that we should be doing. This is when the church needs to be stepping up and out in faith, not not living at home in fear. We are not being different from the rest of the world right now. That's right. the thing. Right. Or or they don't want to touch issues that are polarizing that might oh, yeah. might um, garner them some ridicule or some uh, <laughs> hatred or, you know, um, push away some of, not push away, but, um, turn some of their friends against them. Uh, and I say to that, like, just remind you of the verse. Um, I can't, I can't remember what book it is, but you know, I'm talking, you know what I'm talking about, um, about the lukewarm Christian does more harm than whether you're, than you not walking with God at all. Um, yep. you're either with God or you're not. And so if you're not willing to stand up and say like, all right, these are wrong. I'm, you know, I profess to love Jesus. And so I'm not going to stand idly by while these things happen and say nothing and do nothing. 
um, then you're not walking. I, I, I'm going to break it to you. You are not walking with the Lord. Um, yep. That is not living for Christ. That is not living like Christ because Christ did speak up when um, there were injustices being um, happening around him. And, um, and when other people, you know, were not on his side, like with the woman that they wanted to stone, Jesus's was Jesus's voice was the only voice that spoke up for her. He was not, um, he was not with the masses on that one. He was standing alone mm-hmm. and a lot, often he was saying, um, speaking out against the major- the majority of voices. So, um, we need to remember that and, and again, follow his example, um, in all things, but, and I, you know, you're talking about China and we look at that and we're like, oh yeah, that's terrible. But if, you know, we can honestly say, I think most of us that we would not want to put ourselves in that position. That's uncomfortable. That, you know, takes us out of our nice, the, the comfort of life that we've gotten used to. Um, but I think that what we need to do is remind ourselves of, again, of the promises that God's given us that he's going to, we might get uncomfortable. Yes. We might be abused and, um, or hated or, you know, just, um, uh, shunned or whatever it, it might, the consequences of living for God are uncomfortable. However, mm-hmm. he says that he's going to protect us, that we have hope in him. Um, that he'll never forsake us. Um, and if he's called us to do it, the reward of it, the blessing from it is going to be greater than choosing not to do it, than choosing not to walk with God and be like, you know what? That's a little bit too difficult for me right now. So I'm just gonna do my own thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That might be comfortable yep. for now. It's not going to be comfortable for all of eternity. Um, so just, yeah. just remember, like, what is our purpose here? What's our mission? What's our end goal? Um, we're, we're thinking we're um, eternity minded, not present time minded. Exactly. And that's why Jesus says that too. He says, whoever loves his life will lose it. And he's, it's not that God is saying, oh, your life's not important. You shouldn't be scared of losing your life. But essentially it's like, if that is what your constant worry is, um, is you, you don't want to lose your life right now, then you're not focused on the right life because this isn't the only life that we're going to have. And it's, although it's important, it is not the one that we should be fighting to preserve. It's the the life that we're going to have eternally with God, you know? And that's why, I mean, it's like, um, the guy that came to Jesus and wanted to follow him. And Jesus said, okay, well, follow me. And he goes, oh, well, I, I just, I need to bury my father. And he's like, let the the dead bury their own dead. And mm-hmm. I remember reading that passage thinking, well, it's kind of harsh. Can you just let him go bury his dad? But then I studied the context around it. And the what he was saying was the, the father of this man was not dead yet. He was just sick. He was old and he was probably going to mm-hmm. die whenever he was going to die. And the guy was basically saying, well, can I just wait until this happens? And Jesus was right. like, no, you're either here and you're following me or you're not. Like, there's mm-hmm. no way right. You're going to come later and, and join us. And when he calls you, the time is now. It's right now mm-hmm. when he calls you. Not not he calls you to move and you're like, okay, I'll give it two years. <laughs> yeah. No, like it's right now. Um, God's timing is perfect. And I think it's, um, it's very 
I mean, it's, I don't think, I know what the Bible says. It's very thought out and planned. Everything is planned according to its own time and season. Um, And so when he calls you, it's very purposeful that it's that moment, not unless he specifically says, okay, in a year from now, like when he told Sarah and Abraham in a year from now, they're going to have a baby. Um, So obviously like, you know, that's, that's planned out and it's not going to happen this moment, but in a year from now (laughs) you'll have a baby. Mm -hmm. Well, but if he calls you right now and he's not saying in the future, um, then you need to get up and go right now, take up your mat and follow him. (laughs) Yep. Um, And I think, you know, that can be hard because we like to, just as you were saying earlier, we like to have a plan. We like to have, you know, things laid out, even if it's a loose plan, we like to know what to expect. And I'm very much that way. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've had to learn. I've it's, it's training, it's discipline and, and I'm still working on it, but to um, rest in the fact that God knows what he's doing. And if he's called me to walk through this door and get up now and go do it, even though I wasn't planning on it, then he's got a plan, even though I don't have, a, I don't know it. <laughs> and, um, and he's going to see me through every step of the way. Many times he's called me to do something, even if it's like shoot someone a text and I haven't talked to them in a long time. Or I'm saying things that are might be a little bit personal and I don't really know what's going on in their life. And so I'm a little concerned about how they're going to take it. Um, mm-hmm. I am like, all right, Lord, you've really impressed this upon my heart. So I know it's you. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I know that you're going to, you're going to walk with me. Like you're going to direct my steps um, you're going to go with me. I'm not walking through this door alone. Um, and that is very helpful in giving me peace about what I'm doing and confidence about what I'm doing um, to know like, all right, I'm just an extension of you. So <laughs> this doesn't go mm-hmm. well. <laughs> it's not me. It's you. But of course, if it's God, it never doesn't go well. Um, if you're truly walking in, in his uh, word and his his plan for you. Um, well, and even then, like w- what we consider going well, what God considers going well <laughs> are probably two very different things, you know? Right. And if it doesn't turn out the way that you wanted or you expected, um, but we know that we did it according to what God asked us to do or what he led us to do, um, then we, um, sorry, breakfast is happening. And so there are all kinds of noises. Um, (laughs) Okay. Um, Anyway, if it doesn't go the way we expected, that's okay. We just fall back on the fact that this is what God asked me to do. So I can't, I can't look at the inner workings of all of this. I can't see what's happening underneath the surface. So I just have to believe that God is in control and he knows what's happening and he had a purpose for this. And it's a good one because, you know, God's plan is good. That's what the Bible tells us. Um, and I, I have to have confidence in that and peace in that. Um, that's happened to me many times. And later on, I have seen the fruition of something I said or something I did, um, you know, in, in obedience to God, that was actually a good thing that at the time I thought was not so great. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. So just, just rest in that you know, just rest in, in that confidence and continue to, um, walk out his plan because we know for certain that if we don't, 
do what he's asking us to do, there's going to be no fruit at all. <laughs> Good, <laughs> bad, no fruit. And, and really, I mean, that doesn't make a difference so much for um, the person or the mission or whatever that God's asking us to be a part of, um, because God will choose somebody else to get his mission done. But for us personally in our lives, that's, um, it's not going to bode well for us. We're, we're going to get, we're going to reap, um, bad fruit from that because there's no blessing. There's no, um, uh, joy, satisfaction, fulfillment from not walking out what God has for you and what he's asked you to do. Um, and that's a very despairing place to be a very hopeless place to be because then you don't have a purpose. That's so true. Well, I mean, and I think that's what a lot of people are really looking for is purpose. They, I, I think that that is the root of a lot of the um, depression and, and sadness that you see in some people because they're looking for community. They're looking for a purpose in their life. And when you're just kind of wandering around aimlessly with neither of those, um, you don't have fellowship, you don't have any sort of reason for being people look to have some sort of meaning to life that whether or not they believe in God, they're always looking for some sort of meaning and something. That's what we were created as like we were created in born knowing that there was something that we're supposed to be doing because that's how God made us. And right. So when we're not using that, we're just kind of hanging out, like going where the tide takes us. It, it eventually, no matter how satisfied that may be um, at the beginning, like some people really do like just to, kind of hang out and not do anything. But for the most part, years of doing that usually leads to some sort of indulgent behavior. You know what I mean? Like they overeat or they overdrink or they start drugs because they're trying to escape this like meaningless existence that they have somehow cultivated for themselves, you know? Right. And I think that that's a good way to kind of wrap up this whole um, session that we've been talking about is um, that you do have a purpose. You were created with a purpose. Um, it's in God. It's God's purpose for you because he's your creator. And so that's how he created you was to have a purpose um, to fulfill his plan. Um, so live for that. Do do that, you know, um, have confidence in that, that you do have a purpose um, for the Lord. And if you are not living for it, that's when... Um, that's when you don't have hope. That's when you feel like you're aimlessly wandering. Um, that's when we get afraid and insecure and having doubts about the world around us. When we're focused on like, all right, Lord, like you have a purpose for me and I'm going to walk in it. And so I'm just going to move when you tell me to move and I'm going to speak when you tell me to speak. Um, and I'm going to be silent when you tell me to be silent and still when you tell me to be still. When we're fulfilling that purpose for us, his direction step by step, um, then we have we have confidence in these times when the heat comes and the destruction and um, the drought, the hard times. We have confidence because we know like I'm just I'm living out my purpose for God. And so his timing is perfect. When he tells me to go, I'll go. If he tells me to stay, I'm going to stay. Um, mm -hmm. we get the fulfillment from that. And, and so just, I, I, I believe it's the, just the way that God works, um, this beautiful, 
transaction, <laughs> for lack of a better word, um, between mm-hmm. God's spirit and ours, when we are walking in him um, and he makes these little deposits in our life of like, okay, like you are um, walking in these steps that I set out for you. And so I'm taking care of you. I'm taking care of your spirit. I'm, I'm preserving you. I'm blessing you. I'm giving you um, the fulfillment of life. Um, it just bolsters our whole mentality um, and our, uh, our spirit to be able to um, have strength and, um, and peace in, in hard times, you know, when it's good times, we're sailing even higher, (laughs) but in these, (laughs) in these hard times, um, fulfilling that purpose that he has for us just gives us the confidence to weather these storms and to weather them with success and with hope that God's got it. I'm just living for him and he's got everything else that I can't even begin to think of all the fine little details that are going on right now. Yes, I totally, I hear that it's been, it's so, I don't know, comforting to live in that, that peace and that comfort. And, and, and I think it's also really important. And I know I've probably said this in other episodes. I know I have, but, um, the, the praying about it is a really, it is probably the most important thing you can do outside of immersing yourself in his word, because the prayer, prayer changes everything. God moves when we pray. So when we pray for discernment or when, I mean, I, I've been like anxious about this stuff for days. And when I finally did pray about it, you know, cause I felt discouraged and just like, I wasn't, I was sort of, I felt aimless and, um, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's when God, you know, I prayed and God sort of stepped in, moved in me, gave me that spirit of peace and just provided that comfort. And then I was like, I felt so refreshed afterwards that I was like, oh, why don't I do this more often? <laughs> Which is you know, bad to say, but also a reminder to you folks that that's how it is. Like, it's so easy to get pushed to the side and, and not even like think that you need to do it because um, you're so busy and so used to doing it yourself that like we cannot rely on ourselves to refresh our own spirits. We have to have the one that made us do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's such a good reminder. And I think that God allows us to go through those times so that we can um, be an, an encourager to other people that are inevitably going to go through the same things. Yeah. 100%. Well, we feel encouraged. I do. <laughs> I do too. These conversations <laughs> always encourage me. It's like, what podcast? We're just <laughs> like talking I to know. each other about. I know I'm telling you I've like if it helps no one else which God willing it will help other people um because we're talking about God's word but if it helps no one else I feel I always feel so much so much encouragement and um just hope from our conversations (laughs) I know I know me too because there was a time where I was like um going it was like right when I started editing all the podcast audio, uh, audio and I was, uh, I was editing, can't speak today. Um, the episode we did when we were in Hawaii. Um, and it was when I was going through a, a, a difficult period then, and then just listening to the, what we were saying and the advice that we were giving and just mm-hmm. experiences and ha- what has worked for us. I was like, Oh, <laughs> I 
this is good advice. Like I yeah. should probably be following that. Like, you know, it, it does make you kind of remember like, oh, I'm always going to be going through these phases or there's going to be these issues that are sort of like recurring. And so those things that, you know, I listened to us say back then, you know, they're relevant. They're always mm-hmm. relevant, even mm-hmm. if they're only relevant to us. It's it it does help. Yeah. And I, I really encourage um, people to keep a journal um, because oftentimes we forget like what we went through and then it's a slow progression of um, being put upon and downtrodden and just kind of, you know, being chipped away at just by this world and um, the sin and the corruption in it that we forget what God did last month or last year or 10 years ago. Oh yeah. Um, and so when we can look back like in a journal to see the things that he did, we can really see him moving. I've told you that many times cause I keep a journal um, and I forget. And I, so I look back sometimes um, and I read about what I was, cause I always write down, you know, what something I'm praising God for. And then also what I'm praying for. And mm-hmm. um, I can see, where God has answered prayers that I didn't realize that he answered uh, or I did, or I forgot that that was something that I was praying for um, mm-hmm. or things that God moved um, in a big way or even in little ways that I was thankful for um, that I had forgotten that he did that for me. And um, it's such an encouragement and um, a good reminder um of where we've been and what God's brought us through and that he's faithful. Ultimately he's faithful and he's always with us and he's always in control. Can't say that enough. Totally. Yes. God's faithfulness. It is important to keep a journal that, I mean, I've been amazed when I've gone back and look at and looked at some of the ways that he moved afterwards a year later, you know, it really does show um, the way that he came through, even if it was a way, especially most often a way that he, he doesn't, and, and you haven't expected it to work out like that, but it was better than what your original plan was. Right. Right. It's true. It's all good. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I guess we'll wrap this one up. Yep. Tune in next time to see what we have in store for you. And thank you for listening.